So my plan was to start Luke, a series in Luke this week. Uh, and I even had it all scheduled out. I, even, I think I shared it with you, uh, Jeremiah. I had it for the next X amount of months we were going to be, or years, whatever, in the book of Luke. Um, we were supposed to start that today, but um, we're going to have to postpone it another week because I didn't get through everything that we were talking about last week. Um, I, I don't think that we wrapped up the mind of Christ um, in a way in which I felt that it was um, that we were ready to move on to the next thing. So, with that, we're going to pick up where we left off last week um, in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, we see that uh, where it is that we left off was in, in verse 14. Does, does anybody remember the last lesson that, that I, uh, or point that I made about... Um, this text, specifically my, the Greek lesson that I gave everybody. All. What does all mean? Yes. What, 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 in Greek, remember, remember what, what does all mean in Greek? All. all. Okay. So that's where I'm going to pick up. So if, you're, if you weren't here last week and you want to get brushed up on that, um, sermons are online. Go on there and, and listen. But I, I, don't want to spend a, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time there because I got... A bunch more that I want to get done today so we can start Luke next week. Maybe. So, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith. I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Let's pray. Our Father God, Lord, we thank you, we love you. Lord, we ask as we open your word, as um, we dive in, that you speak to us today. Uh, God, let the, the words come out of my mouth, penetrate our hearts, let our hearts receive, and let us do what it is you've called us to do. Uh, God, this mind in which we're talking about is your mind, Lord Jesus, and we ask that we can construct it well after you, not after our, just our own selfish ambitions. Uh, God, we ask that uh, you just be with us today. Uh, sit with us, uh, guide us. In Jesus we pray, amen. All right, so um, the Apostle Paul here talking to this church at Philippi. We just talked last week how he was, uh, he, he says that it is God in you. Remember, it is God in you who, to, uh, that, that gives you the, the power. Um, we looked at that, 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 that word um, uh, work, as uh, um, energize, energio in the Greek means to energize. So it is God who energizes us to do um, his work, his will for what? His good pleasure, right. So it's, we're called, we're empowered to do things for God. Yes, there are things in which we do, but it's for his good pleasure, and we, we talked in, in great length, I, I believe, about how this all um, uh, is encompassed in uh, um, our, our pouring out and our show of the salvation, the, 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 the act of God's gracious love for us, and it comes through us. 
um, through the, the working out of, of your own salvation in fear and trembling. And we talked about how that wasn't like you work to gain God's favor. It was because you obey, it's because you're a child of God, those things that, that work out of you are to display his glory. Okay? So I, did I sum up everything from last, last week? Ready to go on to the next? Good? Awesome. So we're here where it says, do all things. Again, Greek, all. It means everything. Not just some things. All things. And, and I love how he, he, he talks about, okay, he says all things, and he's, then he's very specific in how we should, there's some things that, that we, specifically that we shouldn't do while we're doing all things. And what, what, what are those? You're allowed to look at your text. We're allowed to cheat. Grumbling or disputing. How many of you parents would love to have this as a rule in your house? Right? Not, not really? Okay. We'll talk later. I would love to have this rule in my house. So it's what I tell you. This is what mommy and daddy says, and you're just going to do it. I'll answer questions later, buddy. That was, there, there's a lot of rhetorical questions, I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put a big R here. Rhetorical question, don't answer it unless I say, give me an answer. <laughs> but please interact. That was whatever. Delete. Um, so do all things without grumbling or disputing. Why does he say that? Why does the Apostle Paul make, make a, a certain, um, uh, uh, expend certain verbiage here, certain energy to say that? Because they were doing it. All right? And he says that while you're, if this is what you're doing, if you're grumbling and disputing, or disputing things, you're not going to be, to be viewed as I want you to be viewed. He's talking about the church here. Now, please don't hear me say like this is, you've got to put on this, this fake facade and act like everything is okay. No, 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 no. This is, remember how he starts out this text where he says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. He, he, he sets it up like, don't let your own agenda get in the way of what God is doing. Because when your own agenda gets in the way of what God is doing and you're grumbling about it, you're grumbling about like, I, I just want this type of music or I just want, yeah, I want the pews back or, or I, I want um, the dude to grow some hair, whatever, versus what God has set forth, what, what's glorifying to God. So this is what he's saying. It, it's, don't be grumbling about what, what is glorifying to God. And we do that by not doing anything out of selfish ambition or, or conceit. So he goes on to say that without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God. This is not, again, it's like, this holy aura is going to be around you and you're going to be perfect. Now, this is, going, this is something like to be viewed, we should be viewed, our, our goal to be viewed by others outside is we're a, we're a holy people. We're, we're children of God. Yes, we are different. Yes, we are set apart. And he's going to say this, without blemish, blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. He, he says, it's jacked up out there. And don't hear this as like, okay, well, this is back in the first century in Philippi and the Roman, um, uh, the Roman Empire and everything, and it was just kind of wacko then, but things are a lot better now. They were dealing with the same stuff back then as we are today. 
Read your history. He's saying it's jacked up out there. They're twisted. They're crooked. But here's the deal. If we do what it is that God has told us to do, if we live our lives in a way that is God-honoring and it is glorifying him, we're going to be able to stand out. Look at this next part of this text. Among Among whom you shine as lights in the world. Some of you are thinking, well, yeah, this is where we wanted to get last week, because remember we started last week with uh, Matthew 5, and we talked about how a city set on a hill. This is it. This is where, where Paul here is saying, among this twisted, among this crooked generation, you're to shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud. I didn't labor in vain. That, that, that's like where I want us to, to kind of spend the most of, the, of our time here is this shining as lights in the world, as holding fast to the word of life so that we can understand the, the importance of the day of Christ. So if you're kind of taking notes, if you want to make columns or little bubbles and however you guys want to do it, you, you do it however you want. But those are the main points here. Because when Paul is talking, he, he, he says something that he has identified this darkness that, that, that is um, overshadowing the, 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 the landscape, right? Twisted and crooked generation. It's dark out there. And what does darkness need? How about this? What, and this is a question you can answer. What, what does darkness lack? Light. So darkness in and of itself is not something. It is an absence of something, Correct. Darkness is the absence of light. Cold is the absence of heat. Vanilla is the absence of... Oh, I don't know, everything else. I don't know, that's probably not, that's probably not true. A little, little bit farther. But it's, we live in, in a generation... And please, this is not, I'm not doomsday in it here. Like, oh, we better just kind of brace our windows and board up the windows because it's just... Things aren't, aren't, aren't gonna, are, are going you know, to hell in a handbasket. No, it's just, this is reality. It's dark. We need light. And he says we're to shine as lights in the world. This understanding of shine, let, let's go flip over to, back to, to Matthew chapter 5. Because and, and, I want us to, to, to look at this text because not only is Paul saying that we're to shine as lights in the world, some other, a um, little bit more important man um, said that we we're to shine as lights in the world. A- anybody want to know? Or anybody, anybody know who that is? Jesus, Jesus I, absolutely. For those of you who are visiting with us nine out of ten times, it's Jesus is the answer. So the other answer is probably true or false. Or penguin. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. First, who's Jesus talking to here? Let's be more specific. Starts with a big D. Disciples. He's talking to the disciples now. Yes, believers. Yes, the, the initial first church. He's saying, you are the light of the world. Okay, so don't, don't get misconstrued here. Well, he's talking to the, 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 the apostles, the disciples. You know, they walked with, with him. 
when he's talking to these disciples, he's talking to us. Because those of you that profess Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you have entered in, you've went from the domain of darkness, entered into the kingdom of light. You are now, even if you are a shoddy one, you are a disciple of Christ. And please, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Now, Jake was trying to pick on people, talking about pew sitters and everything. See, he wants the pews back. He don't like these cushy... No, but, but I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but it, it, it's that your disciple, if you, if you confess Christ as Lord and you're following after him, even if you're not following after him in a good, um, a, a good way or as you should, you're still a disciple. He's still talking to you here. So if he's still talking to you, what is he telling you here? What are you then? The light. You are the light of the world. Let that just sink in for a second because this is what sets us all up here. Because he tells us who we are. Too many times, too many people listen to what media, what society, what um, the, the kids at school or the, 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 the people at work or our Facebook friends say we are. And we don't listen to who God says that we are. He says that you are, not you might be or you could be. He says you are are the light of the world. Side note, next time the, 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 the devil is attacking you, take the, the, the stance and say, no, you, you ain't going to do this. I am the light of the world. Just get, be gone, Satan, whatever you want to say. But you are the light. Darkness cannot hide the light. You see where I'm going with that? If evil is coming in and if Satan is attacking you, I'm the light of the world. There's nothing that you can do to stop me from shining. He tries. Jesus even tells us here, he says, okay, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. We talked last week how, how when um, we understand that, that a light is made to, be sh- to, to shine, it's not made to be hidden. There are things that, that we do inside of these walls as a church that we need to just get out, let people see. We want people to see that we don't want to be in a basket. These wall, or this ceiling, these walls around us, this is, not, this is not a basket. Sometimes it tends to be. Like you can shine in here, but when you go out in, in, out in the crooked and twisted generation, you just kind of just mingle in with everybody. That's not what God intended for you to do. It's not what he intended for his light to, how, how, he, how is light to be effective, or I should say ineffective. We're not just to mingle in. We're to be set apart. Not holier than thou. No, we're set apart so people can see the good works. Because it goes on to say, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to who? Your Father who is in heaven. And his name's not Art. To give glory to your Father in heaven. So is it good? Is it a good thing to do good things? To do good works? Absolutely. Why are you doing them? To give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So 
Look at this. Look at this where it says, let your light shine. I, I love how um, if we look at this sentence construct, construct here, at the beginning here, we can see that we are the light of the, the world. So we know who we are. So now with being the light of the world, we can see what it is that we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to do as a light? Shine. Pretty easy. Okay? I, I should say pretty simple. As light, we're to shine. So there's one purpose for these light bulbs in, inside of these fixtures here. To do what? To shine. So we're to shine as being the light. I know, it's very, very basic. You, stay with me here. Why, as being the light of the world, are we to shine? Look at that. There, there's two little words that, that, that proceed here. So that, that's kind of like a... a, a you know, big blinking sign. So if we are the light of the world and we are to shine, that's what we're supposed to do. Why? So that God can get the glory. It's not rocket science, what it is we're supposed to do as believers in Jesus Christ. I, and you guys know, I, I love to read, I love to, to learn, but too many times we think that there's, like, I've got to learn so much before I can go do so little. No, God makes it simple for us. We're called and we're told who we are. We're the light. We're told what to do, we're to shine. We're told why we're to do that, to bring glory to Him, to give Him glory, to point people to Him. So when Paul talks about shining as lights in the world, he has this in mind. I, I want to bring up something that, that, that I, I, I believe that, that um, I never really thought about it this way in, in preparing um, this week and last week for, for this message. I've I, I seen, I, I seen this just jump out at the, of the page at me. Let me ask just three questions. Can a light, or I should say, can a lamp light itself? No. Okay. We're, we agree on that. Can a lamp place itself? No. Now, for, you, for those of you who are the, in my generation, some of you are thinking about Beauty and the Beast and the candelabra that's alive and, you know. Who, who thought of that? Nobody? No, Greg did. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I know there's a reason I love that man, um, but that, that just—that's Greg. I don't is just like wrestling. It is not real, okay. <laughs> but a, a, a lamp cannot light itself. A lamp cannot place itself. What do, what can a lamp do of itself? Shine. In the same way, I, I love how Jesus says this. In the same way. We need to understand that God lights, God places, and we are to shine. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, God lights. So what do I mean by God lights? It is God who has intervened into your life to light your lamp. And it is God who places you where you are. It may not be a foreign country. It may be in Podunk Atwater or Hartville or Randolph or Limaville or wherever, Deerfield, wherever. God has placed you. No, my job placed me there. God has placed you 
but you're still required to shine. So, so get out of the mindset that I've got to light it and I've got to place it. And then, like, you're doing everything. No, God lights it. God places you. You need to shine. D- don't overcomplicate this. Don't, don't make the things that, that harder than they need to be. Because what, what happens if we say, I lit my lamp, I placed me here, I am shining, who gets the glory? You. Right. But, it, but Jesus is, is clear to say that we're to shine before others so that he gets the glory. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I know me. I, I think this is kind of one of those liberating moments. This, the, these moments where it takes the weight off of me. I'm just told to shine. Leave it to God to light. Leave it to God to, God to place. I'm going to shine. I'm going to focus my attention on how I can shine better. Let God do the rest. Paul says this in Philippians chapter 2. Amidst the, 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 the crooked and twisted generations, we are to shine as lights in the world. But we, we talked about the who, we talked about the what, we talked about the why. Let's talk about the how. Because I think that that's a, a legit question. Because I think there's a lot of people who, who, who get the, the, the who we are. Okay, yes, I am. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a child of God. I'm the light of the world. We're going to see here in a minute, we're going to see the, the children of light. And, and I even know the, the, the what, what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to shine, and I know why I'm supposed to do it, to give him glory. But it's the how that sometimes gets us goobered up. Back in Philippians chapter 2, he says, Okay, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. How we are to shine as lights of the world is we need to hold fast to the word of life. Twofold meeting here. When we say the word of life, the majority of us would go to the thought process and the mindset of the word of life being the Bible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a dual meaning here, though, that, that Paul is, is um, also referring to. And the reason I, I say that is because the, the continuation of this sentence says, so that in the day of Christ. So he, he says that we need to hold fast to the, 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 the word of life. And then he goes on right into this, so that in the day of Christ, he brings up a, an event. A little bit of history lesson here. The book of Philippians was written right around uh, 62 A.D. All right. Uh, for those of you that are into history, um, that's right before the, uh, the, the, the reign or, or the persecution of Nero during the, the reign of Nero, the emperor, um, terrible, terrible Roman emperor. Uh, that's right before, before all of that. Well, knowing where Philippi is situated, it, it, it's, it's situated um, along the Ignatian Way. The Ignatian Way is like the highway that kind of connected the, uh, the Roman Empire um, it'd be like, you know, 76 or whatever. It connects the Roman Empire. Sitting along the Ignatian Way to the west of Philippi, um, maybe a 60-ish, 70, maybe 80 miles, somewhere around in there, um, there was another city called Thessalonica. Well, if we know a little bit about the Bible, you've heard um, of the book of First and 2 First and Thessalonians, right? 
The book of First and Second Thessalonians was written to this church in Thessalonica who was dealing with a specific problem. A specific problem which they, were, which they were dealing with at Thessalonica was there were some people coming in trying to stir up uh, panic and, and, and chaos saying that, you know, the Lord's already come. You guys, y'all missed it. Sorry about your luck. Paul writes to them and says, those dudes are idiots, okay? Jesus himself says that, that no one's going to know when the time or, or, or the season or what's going to take place, um, or, or I should say when he's going to come back, but he, when he comes back, everybody will know. So it's not like he's just going to come back and get a couple and leave. Anyways, I say all that because they're, they're referring to the day of the Lord. Here, Paul's talking to, uh, referring to that we need to hold fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, same thing, day of Christ, day of the Lord, um, and that great wondrous, wondrous day, it's all talking about this day that exists when Christ comes back and it, judgment ensues. The important thing here is that the book of First and Second Thessalonians was written about 11 years prior to the book of Philippians, roughly around AD 51, okay? So it's written before. Why am I saying this? I fully believe that when he's talking about holding fast to the word of life and he refers to this um, day of Christ, that it was very common in that day for churches to share these letters that Paul was writing. So they would have been aware of this book, these books that were written to the church in Thessalonica. Being aware of this, they would know what the content of these books are. These books being that when Jesus is going to come back and since he is, what's going to take place. Instead of me trying to explain all this, turn over to 1 Thessalonians. Go to chapter 4. If you're in Philippians, just go to the right, just a little bit, you'll go to Colossians, then right after Colossians, you'll get into 1 Thessalonians. What I want us to continually construct here through this, what my, my, my purpose of, of ending, hopefully, this, this series on the mind of Christ is understanding as we construct this mind of Christ, we've seen last week how to pursue it. We've seen the weeks before what it is. I want us to see that through constructing this mind of Christ, we can be encouraged. Encouragement comes through this, the mind of Christ. And, and, and we've seen Paul ref, start to refer to that back in, in Philippians where he talks about rejoicing with him. I, see, I think we see it even clearer here in, in 1 Thessalonians 4. Here, here we go. 13, 413. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers. So who's he talking to? The church in Thessalonica, the brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep. Not just because Paul's preached a long time and those people are dozing off in service. Not that anybody would do that here. He's talking about those who have died. That you may not grieve as others do, as others do, who have, what are those two words, two next words? No hope. No hope. So he, he, he's saying, he's addressing this, he says, I don't want you to be informed. 
I don't want you to be informed by what people are trying to say because those who are trying to say that, those who are grieved, that they're grieved because they have no hope. For, since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, talking again, for we, the brothers, um, believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. He's talking about those who have died, what's going to happen at this, this end time. For those of you who are thinking we're going to get an end time prophecy in here, we're not. I'm just going to brief over this real quick. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord. Understand that, that also that, 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 um, that phrase there can be uh, uh, translated or by the word of the Lord. A word from the Lord or a word of the Lord. That we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of a command. So again, he's not going to just poof appear. He's going to descend from heaven. From heaven. Remember when we talked in, in Acts, uh, when, when the disciples were watching Jesus go up and they were like, holy crap, what just happened? And the guys showed up and says, okay, the same way in which he went up is the same way, way in which he's going to come back. This is what Paul's saying here to these. He says, um, with a cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, not left behind, will be caught. Who got that? Some of you? Okay. Um, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Okay, listen. Does the, is the rapture something that's real? Absolutely. It means to be caught up and to be taken up. When's it happen? We're not going to talk about that right now. Because everybody disagrees on when, when, it, when it's going to happen. I don't care when it's going to happen. I'll tell you this. It is going to happen. And so we will always be with the Lord. So he, he's saying, okay, this is what's going to take place. In the day of the Lord, we're going to be taken up with him. Who's going to be taken with him? The church, the believers. Verse 18, therefore, love those words, therefore encourage one another with these words. How are we to encourage one another? With these words. What are these words? These are the words of life. Well, what do you mean the words of life? These are the words of eternal life. We're going to be caught up with him into heaven. Those who are not going to be caught up with him in heaven... How does Paul start the, the, this paragraph out? They have what? No hope. Chapter 5. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. No one's going to know when. Same. While people are saying, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Kind of goes back to that no hope thing, okay? But you are not in darkness. Ooh, we're starting to see a little bit, something, something a little bit, uh, we talked about already, right? This dark, I heard that word before. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all, what does it say? Children of light. Children of the day. Love that. 
We are children of light. Somebody, God bless you. Quit interrupting me. Um, Somebody else said that we are the light. Who's that? Jesus said that. So we're children of the light. And it says, he doesn't just stop here. He says, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, children of the day, since we belong to the day, let us be sober, sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the what? Hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another. Have you heard that before? Encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This, to me, this is like one of those moments is like, yes, in my anal mindset of I didn't get through what I wanted to preach through last week, and God opens this up and says, this is why, I'm like, yes, I love it. Because this opens our mind because too often we get this mindset as long as if if I know what something is, and as long as I'm pursuing something, like, and we're talking about the mind of Christ, then that everything's good. Why? I think it needs to go one step further is we need to see that there are, there are benefits. The benefits are we can be encouraged. How, how, how can we be encouraged through the mind of Christ? Well, we're encouraged through the mind of Christ, of Christ because of hope. We have hope. What is hope? I'm glad you asked because I have it in my notes. I, I love this definition. Hope. The confidence that... By integrating God's redemptive acts in the past with trusting human responses in the present, the faithful, the disciple, will experience the fullness of God's goodness both in the present and in the future. It's confidence. It's not a a, a hope that we, you've heard me talk about before, like this hope, like I hope um, the Browns win a game today, or I hope that, whatever, something that's an uncertainty. (laughs) It may. may. But the hope, biblical hope that is being talked about is an assurance, it's a confidence, the writer of Hebrews says that faith is the assurance of the things hoped for. What is it that is hoped for? It's Christ. I, I love that definition because I, I, I kind of sum it up that hope is found or based in the promise of the gospel. That's where our hope is. So when we're constructing this mind of Christ and when we're seeing that, okay, when I have this, when I'm pursuing this mind in it's changing the way in which I think, which is changing the way in which I feel, which is changing the way in which I act. It's because, and through this, I have hope. Hope is something that not a lot of people have nowadays. 
If you don't hear anything else I say, or have you not heard anything I've said, hear this. This is like the big idea. This is where I wanted to get today. Children of light have hope no matter how bad things get. If you're a child of God, if you're, a chi- if you're identified as Jesus saying you are the light, if you're children of the light, no matter how bad it gets, no one can take that hope away from you. No one. It doesn't matter how much the devil weighs on you and braids you, braids you, bra- attacks you, whatever, braids, it was braids, braids. Not braid, like your hair. Um, Berates you. Thank you. He can never take that hope away from you. Hope is knowing. Knowing what? Knowing who you are. Not only knowing who you are, but knowing what's going to happen. No matter what happens here, it says when Christ comes back, he's going to take us with him to be with him. Yes, things may get stinky here. But we have a hope that it's not always going to be like this. This is not like, I'm not the, the, the prosperity guy where I'm telling you to like put all your eggs in one basket and everything's going to be good. No, things are probably going to get pretty crappy. But we have something way better to look forward to. The hope that, that, that awaits us. Now here, as we, as we look at that, as we, as we see this, because he, uh, Paul says back in uh, Philippians, holding fast to the word of life, so that in this day, he's talking to these people that he's already said have been obeying, right? He's that have obeyed from the beginning, He's already building them up. He wants to further encourage them to keep your eye on the prize. Keep looking. Keep moving. You got this hope that's ahead of you that that, that is going to be way better. Even the the, the best that you think it is now, it's going to be way better than that. Turn back to, if you're not already there, turn back to Philippians 2. Because understanding that we can be encouraged and understanding that we can have hope and understanding that we are the light of the world and understanding that we can hold fast to the word of life. Those first three words in verse 14 really come to life. We can do all things without grumbling and disputing. We can do all things because we're empowered. We can do all things because our hope is not in and of ourselves. Our hope is in Him. So as we construct the mind of Christ and as we pursue the mind of Christ, don't forget to be encouraged by the mind of Christ. Let's end with that. Let's pray. As we bow our heads, as we close our eyes, as we're just kind of thinking about like um, 
what it is that, that God has said in his word, what it is that he's communicated to us. Remember those three main things. Because you're a child of God, or because you're a, a, a child of the light, and because of the day of Christ, you can shine. But your light has to be lit. And it all starts with accepting Christ into our hearts, accepting Him into our lives, not making Him just Savior, but making Him Lord. Because it's not us who lights, it's not us who places, but it is us who shines. So if you haven't made that, that, that um, uh, profession of faith, we'll just say that. If you haven't said, um, that, okay, God, um, I want you to light my light because I want to shine for you where it is that you've placed me. That's where you got to start. Because if you don't, when the day of the Lord, not if the day, but when the day of the Lord comes, it's going to be a fearful day for you. Not that I want to scare anybody, but I want to prepare as many as I can. So when the day of the Lord comes, if you're asleep or if you're not asleep, that you're going to rejoice in Him, saying, take me home. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, um, God, I, I pray that if there's someone here that doesn't know you, that they will surrender their life to you. If they don't know how to do that, God, I, I pray that you just um, open their, their heart and, and, and let them understand that it, there's no special words. There's no special, you got to say this, you got to say this, you got to say this. No, you have to just let you in. God, let, let, let them let you in. Lord, for those of us who are here that have heard many, 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 many times that we are the light of the world, but we're continually putting our, our light under a basket. God, my prayer is that we repent of that sin and we shine where you've placed us, no matter how hard it's going to be. But understanding a hope awaits us. And we want to share and we want to spread that hope to a twisted and crooked generation that has no hope. God, you're the hope of the world. Lord, we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand and worship.